0: Welcome back to the show. Joining us now is Peter Shisheky, registered financial planner and president of the Everything Financial Group. Good afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Uh, I was speaking to our producer Jerry. Uh, you're are you in Mexico right now?
1: I am. I'm Christmas vacation. I'm on. I'm in Mexico with the joke kids with the kidney stone. After your last story, it's like, really? Did you have to play that story just oh, before I went on air? I didn't know you were listening in. My apologies. <laughs> oh, I, I always listen in. Come on, I always <laughs> always catch the 15 minutes before me just to oh, see what's
0: going on. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, borrowing money to invest. Uh, are you getting people asking you this question, especially with, with where rates are at this point?
1: We're getting it all the time, more and more because of, um, well, let's face it, we have high tax rates mm-hmm. and people are always looking for ways to save on taxes. And they've heard some things about making your house tax deductible and et cetera. So they, they just want to know the information on it because it is one of those things people are having a problem finding the information on. So we're going to try and give them some the basic you know, Cole's notes on it, if you will.
0: Why would you do this if lending rates are, you know, close to, what,
1: 7%? Yeah, well, if, you're, if you have a, a home equity line of credit rate of about 72 to 7.7%, but imagine this, you're saving in a lot of cases, and this is one of the tax brackets, kind of the starting point, if you're saving 38% on taxes, I don't know, when I do math, 7 versus 38 hmm, mm. 31% difference, I'll pick the 7% day of the week.
0: Ah, Okay, makes sense. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got to really focus on whether it's um, an investment strategy or a tax strategy.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely a tax strategy. And this this was big back in the early 90s, or late 90s, sorry, where people were selling these things when the markets were going crazy and promising the sun, the, the world, the moon, and everything else in between. And it's not a get money, get rich quick strategy. It is strictly for taxes. Now, if you so happen to be fortunate enough and the stars align and you make a little extra investment money on it, well, more power to you, but that's bonus money. Tax strategy first. You have to come out ahead on the cost, ahead on the taxes, and if those numbers work, then it's a good strategy. Uh,
0: Does that work with mutual funds?
1: Not really, I mean, because one of the things is, and this is sticking with the tax strategy thing, is I wouldn't do it with mutual funds. And there's a lot of recommendations out there from economists who look at this, don't do it with mutual funds for a couple of reasons. One, you can't write off the fees in mutual funds. And it's the extra fees you're you're able to write off with using a portfolio manager that really push this over the top as a great tax strategy. The other thing is, most importantly, liquidity. You need to do this in something that can be... Um, liquid right away the next day because what if things change in the economy, change in your tax situation, and you need to cash in the investments that are part of this strategy? You need something low in volatility, mm-hmm. quick on liquidity, so you can have a, a you know a back door to get out if you need to. Because as we know, things change, and you have to have an exit strategy with any financial planning or any investing for that matter. You always plan on worst-case scenario and always need an exit strategy.
0: Now, should you um, put money, perhaps, into RSPs or TFSAs?
1: Well, you can't. This tax-deductible strategy Mm -hmm. does not work with RSPs and TFSAs. It's a government. It's a CRA rule. So you can't do it with those. So if you're already doing RSPs and they're giving you a great tax deduction, but you need further tax deductions... It's worth talking to your registered financial planner. Have them make this as part of a strategy as a as part of your overall tax strategy and financial plan. It's not a strategy on its own. It's kind of a addendum and it's an extra to doing some of the other things. But when you run out of, you know, the proper limits for RSPs, maybe because it's gonna put you in different bracket or you just don't have enough room or whatever the case may be then this is an extra item you can look at as a great tax-deductible strategy. Mm-hmm. But you've got to have all the pros and cons before you make the decision. You're not just like, That sounds great. I think I'll go do that. No, there's a lot of things to weigh in on. A lot of times, it might take someone three to four meetings with their registered financial planner to really get the gist of this and see if it's the right strategy for them. And that's okay, because it's always better to err on the side of caution. And again, always plan for the worst-case scenario not the shot in the the dark home run scenario.
0: Uh, Next week is uh, obviously Christmas holidays. A lot of folks are going to be spending a lot of time with family. Uh, I want to ask you a question just off this topic, just for a moment, but looking looking into 2024 for a moment, um, you know, we were talking about potential lending rates of 7% at this particular point. Give me a sense of what you think is going to happen next year when it comes to interest rates uh, for Canadians, because it's the number one issue, affordability. A lot of folks carrying a lot of debt, and it's been tough for them. What do you See, and it's a difficult question to answer. And I first want to admit that. Uh, well, but what do you see well, in 2024?
1: Based on inflation, what's going on? We should have already seen, honestly, Jazz, at least a one percent reduction in interest rates. And there's a lot of economists who have said the same thing. And the economists, and all the top ones, are predicting two, three, four percent, two or three or four, not percent, sorry, two or three or four adjustments mm-hmm. to interest rates next year. And you've just got to read the Bank of Canada notes and see why interest rates are still being held this high. Unfortunately, this is supposed to be a financial update show, and the reason interest rates are held this high is a political reason, not a financial reason, but they're supposed to be within 2% of inflation. You learn that in, in Economics 101 in university, and the gap between interest rates and inflation right now is a lot steeper than that, and we should see... Declines if uh, the economists and everyone else is right. We should see those declines sometime in 2024, but they should be sooner rather than later if we follow simple, basic economics 101.
0: Well, it, it is the number one issue, and I do have Pierre Pauly on the show at 5 o'clock to talk a little bit about uh, affordability uh, at that time, because it is one of the big issues that people talk about on this show, uh, and I don't blame them. I mean, I mean with hear mortgage payments and money you've borrowed, it's gone up so significantly in regards to just you know staying up with, with the bills, and I really hope it does happen sooner than rather than later for a lot of folks. Well. Uh, Peter, if I don't speak to you next week, my friend, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, to you I look forward to chatting with you very soon
1: you bet and i'll be i'll be on next week i hear with rob uh, faye doing the thing so i thought when i heard rob's on it's kind of like old home week from our di- years ago so i'll definitely be on uh, talking with him and you have a great christmas with your family